message series today, and in conjunction with it, I also want to look at uh, something here in the book of Matthew, chapter 6 and verse 33. Uh, actually, we're going to start in verse 25. Uh, Brother Sherelle, can you help me here? Yeah, thank you, sir. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, it says this. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not your life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory are, is not arrayed as one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. I want to talk to you about increase in righteousness. There is increase in righteousness. So we see the first thing in this passage is not to worry about money. We, we, we preach a prosperity message every week so that we all can come up to another level where our finances are concerned. If there wasn't a need, then we'd be talking about something else. But God wants you to prosper. He wants you to succeed. He doesn't want his children struggling no more then you would want to see any of your children without what's necessary or even what's wanted. Amen. I know when our boys ask us just simply for something that they want. I mean, in, in part, there's a part of my heart that wants them to be able to have and enjoy not just what they need, but also even what they want. You know, the, the Bible doesn't say the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not need. I got one all right in the back. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
You know, even the young lions do suffer hunger and lack, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Didn't say not need. Want. Amen. So uh, God doesn't want to see you suffer, doesn't want to see you in lack in any respect. He wants you to be able to have and have in abundance. But the lesson that Jesus teaches is really about money. He said, take no thought for your life, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we? Essentially, you can't eat without money. You can't drink without, can't consume without money. Can't clothe yourself without money. You could say, Jesus said, could, you could say, Jesus said, take no thought about money. This whole passage is in that respect. So my word to you today, just in a short note, is don't worry about money. Don't worry about money. What is worry? Of course, he said that, don't worry. I learned long ago that worry is the corrupt use of the imagination. When you use your imagination in a negative way, in a wrong way, God gave you the gift and the ability to imagine. How many of you can imagine uh, yourself sitting on a beach on a nice vacation? Uh, all right. How about this? How many of you can imagine being at an amusement park with your family and your friends? Well, immediately when I say those words, because you've been given this gift, this ability by God to imagine, you can see yourself on a beach or at an amusement park. Think about it like this. We know that it was so, that God gave the gift of imagination. It was what God used when he interacted with Abraham. He said, I want you to look up into the stars. That's how many children you're going to have. Obviously, they were at a place where they could see sand on the beach. He said, I want you to look at this sand. See if you can number it. I imagine that he reached down and picked up a handful, little granules of sand just spilling through his hands. And he's thinking, there's no way that I could number the, the sand that's in my hand, let alone on all of this shore. And he says, that's the way your children. God said that to Abram when he had no children at all. That his wife had been barren all of their married life. They had never conceived. This is before Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. This is before Sarah gave birth to Isaac. God said to him, don't look at what you see in the natural, where your physical ability and capacity or even what your history in this life has been. But look beyond. Use your imagination to see what I'm saying about your life. So when you use that good thing God gave you, the imagination, in a negative way, God calls it worry. And Jesus says, don't do it. Say it out loud. Don't worry about money. Worry is the corrupt use of the imagination. So if you've ever imagined 
having to shut something off or cut something off or, you know, it's not yet time to pay it, but you're imagining not being able to have it and you start worrying, oh, I don't know where the, the I, I don't know what I'm going to do. The money, it's not going to come. Or if you're imagining something negative, if you're imagining being laid off, if you're imagining being let go, or if you're imagining your vehicle being re repossessed, you're doing it the wrong way. Jesus said, even if it's supposed to be do tomorrow who am I talking to don't worry about your life he uses birds as an example not one sparrow dies not one bird on this planet dies without your heavenly father knows it. they don't work they don't reap they don't have a bank account and God takes care of them we work come on we sow seed and reap harvest and we've got bank accounts. How much more will God make sure that we're properly taken care of? Ooh, I'm preaching good this morning. Somebody say it out loud. Don't worry about money. People in this world without a relationship with God seek after money. He said it in this passage right at the end. He said, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. A Gentile is a person without a relationship with God. And when you think about people in this world without a relationship with God, what, what do they live for? They essentially live for money opportunities. People in this world live and seek after money. But we are, according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, if we could put it up and just look at it for a moment. According to this verse, we are to seek something different. We should be pursuing something else. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Over the next couple of weeks, I want to talk to you about this verse, particularly seeking righteousness. Many of us can quote and have focus. We get a good idea of what it means to seek first the kingdom. That means to honor God with money first. We've talked about that. We've taught about that. You hear about that all the time. But this verse also says, seek first, honor God with your resources. That's where our tithing comes in. That's where our offerings come in. We don't have to look to see, you know, well, if I do this, I won't be able to have for that. No, you put God first and God will make sure everything is taken care of. But it also says to seek first the kingdom, honor God with money first. But it also says to seek his righteousness. What does that mean? Seek his righteousness. There's a difference between our righteousness and his righteousness. For example, in Isaiah 64, 6, it says that we are all like an unclean thing and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We, are, we all fade as a leaf and our iniquities are like, a, like the wind have taken us away. But then Psalm 97 Five and six says the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. The Lord of the whole earth, the heavens declare his righteousness. Somebody say his righteousness. The heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory. 
So I just want to engage you to begin to think over the next week, what is the difference between our righteousness and his righteousness? Because the Bible is teaching, Jesus is teaching me to seek his righteousness. What does that mean? Because I don't know about you, I want to be in the position where increase comes as a result of my obedience to his word. And what Jesus said is that if I seek him first, if I seek his righteousness, then everything I'll ever need in life, even what the Gentiles seek after, will be added unto me. Amen? Praise God. So we're going to be looking at at that over the next couple of weeks. Praise God. You all ready for a good report? Amen. Of course, you all know we've got one faith project that we're dealing with. And we present this to you just as an opportunity if you want to sow into this project. It's a good project. We are, we're sowing into other churches and ministries that are looking for a building. We call it a debt-free, uh, debt-free building seed faith project. What that means is we're sowing into other churches and ministries to have their building debt-free so that we can have our, our building debt-free. If you want to live in a house debt-free, this is a perfect opportunity to sow into. Why do you say that, Pastor Stan? Because a seed will also produce after its kind. How many of you would love to live in your own home and it be completely and totally paid for? Some of us have had that experience. Some of us have that experience. But it is an amazing thing when you don't owe anybody for anything and especially the largest investment in your life, which is usually your housing. Amen. Well, the way to get there is sow seed into other debt-free buildings or debt-free houses. When you make it possible for God to have a debt-free house, how many of y'all know he's going to make sure you have a debt-free house as well? Amen? So here's the good news. Last week we made some project, uh, some progress, and we are now at 53.55%. Glory to God. You know, we'll look up and at some time between this year and next year, this thing will be.